Hey guys, welcome back to the Dog Training Secrets Podcast. On this episode, we're going to go over dog parks. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Everything you need to know about taking your dog to the dog park. So how do we teach our dogs in a way that allows our pups to thrive in everyday real world settings so that us and our dogs are able to do more of what we want together without the added stress? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Brian Gallardo and welcome to the Dog Training Secrets Podcast. So many times as dog owners, we just want to take our dogs out to interact with other dogs, let them play with uh, at the dog park, run around and just free roam and just be the free spirit that they naturally are. Um, But when it comes to dog parks, there's a couple things uh, as dog owners that we must be aware of. Right. Uh, We must not have a clear understanding of what the benefits of taking a dog park is, what the risks are, what the cons are, things to avoid and things to do. Right. Uh, So to begin, let's go over some pros uh, of taking your dog to the dog park. So the first pro of taking your dog to the dog park is simply that your dog um, gets an outlet to play with other dogs. He gets to roam around, gets to run uh, and expel all that energy. Uh, It's a quick, easy way. Uh, It's a great way to exercise your dog and socialize your dog at the same time. Um, On that note, the second benefit is exactly that. Just socializing your dog to other dogs. Um, it's, again, there's two main forms of socialization. There's direct and indirect socialization. Uh, whenever you're taking your dog to the dog park, you're um, allowing your dog to directly socialize with another dog. Direct socialization is just like it sounds. It's allowing your dog to directly interact with whatever you want your dog to be socialized to. Um, and those are the two main benefits of bringing your dog to the dog park, right? You're allowing your dog to... Uh, learn dog body language, learn how to um, play with other dogs as well as giving him an outlet. That way when you bring your dog home, you have a nice tired pup. Uh, now, some of the main cons of bringing your dog to the dog park are a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, um, even though it's great to allow your dog to directly socialize with another dog at the dog park, the risk for that is you don't know what the other dog, um, how your other dog is going to interact with your dog, right? This is especially critical if you have a puppy, right? Whenever you have a puppy, the last thing you want to do is take him to the dog park. Your puppy has no idea uh, of anything in the world, right? They're just learning things for the first time. So if you bring your puppy to the dog park, you're basically leaving your puppy at the mercy of the other dogs to teach your puppy things, right? So if that's going to be your puppy's first experiences, with a dog, um, then just be very, very careful, right? Because the um, dog parks innately aren't bad and they aren't good. It honestly depends on the individuals at the actual park and the individual dogs at the park, right? So, for instance, if you're going to the dog park and you see 10 dogs just running crazy, high energy, um, seem, and it looks like they just came straight out their crate and straight to the dog park and that is their first outlet that first thing i would think of is that might be a little bit of a red flag to bring your puppy in or even an older dog right because what happens a lot of times is it's a great form of socialization to allow your uh, dog to interact with other dogs but the issue is um you don't know how the other dog is going to react to your dog or puppy right if you get a dog that is overly pushy towards your puppy 
that might just uh, that pup that dog might have uh, gave your puppy a negative experience, right? Um, and again, it all comes down to seeing what dogs are at the dog park to begin with, right? So the issue with uh, the main issue with dog parks is the fact that you're allowing the other dogs to essentially teach your dog things, right? So for example, it's not uncommon to see dogs that go to the dog park learn how to resource guard, right? Guard certain things that they want. So for instance, um, there's 10 dogs at the dog park, but two balls. Um, the first thing you're going to realize is that um, if the dogs there like to play with balls, they're going to start competing over the balls, right? And competition on its own, it's not a good thing, especially between dogs. Uh, because when dogs compete, it usually leads to a, a dog fight. We don't want any dog fights, right? Um, so that's the uh, usually one of the main issues is that your dog may learn negative habits such as resource guarding, right? Your dog goes to the park, he sees a ball, uh, another dog takes that ball, and then your dog quickly learns, oh, I, it's a doggy dog world here. I really have to compete for what I want. If not, I'm not going to get it, right? Um, so we don't want your dog learning any bad habits. Again, this is completely dependent on the actual dogs in the dog park. So that's the first con, right? Uh, first con is you're allowing other the other dogs in the dog park to teach your dog bad habits, right? Things such as resource guarding, things such as, um, you know, guarding certain things. So, for example, I um, years ago, I took my dog to a dog park. And I let him play. I played fetch with him for a couple of times. And my dog got a little bit tired, went to go drink at the water bowl. A dog, uh, another dog uh, essentially attacked my dog guarding the water bowl. And now um, for the last, um, you know, after that happened months ago, but weeks after, I had to help my dog not try to feel like as if he's guarding, uh, help my dog not guard things around other dogs now, right? Because he had that. Uh, understanding and that uh, he had that thought process that if I don't guard this water bowl, some I'm not going to be able to drink water, right? Uh, so that is one thing uh, that, uh, you know, just one simple example of how things could go um, and how other dogs could teach your dog certain things, right? Again, that was a failure on my behalf to not advocate for my dog. I should have simply intervened and me immediately the moment that I noticed that the other dog may aggress. Um, but it's just that it's such a minor example um, again, that could easily have, have escalated to a dog fight, especially if one, I didn't have control over my dog. If I did, if my dog was not trained and I told him to leave him alone and come to me, that could have easily been a dog fight where if another dog approached to drink the bowl and one of the other dogs guards it and that dog is really thirsty, that dog is going to go, I don't care how bad you're going to guard this. I'm really thirsty. I'm willing to fight for this. Um, and that's just a small example of how other dogs could teach um your dog bad habits right um the third um this or the second reason uh we vaguely touched on it is dog fights right uh the number one cause for dog fights is usually competition you see this all the time uh at dog parks as well right competition of resources toys food people pets things like that um and usually what happens a lot of times is for dog fights break out um at a dog park, you'll quickly realize that the rest of the dogs get into a frenzy. That's perfectly normal. It happens a lot of times. Um, dogs get into this pack mindset, and when one negative or, you know, when something chaotic starts happening, it's not uncommon to see another dog jump into the fight or in another dog start jumping in as well, right? So that's why when you see dog fights occur in the 
uh, at the dog park and you see another dog jump in, that's very common, right? Uh, just because, again, dogs get into this pack-minded uh, behavior. Uh, so when one fights break out, it's not uncommon to see another break out, right? That's the second con. Um, and the third con, we already uh, spoke about it, and it's competition, right? You start teaching, uh, the other dogs start teaching your dog that, hey, you have to compete for what you want, right? You're not just going to be giving it for free. Um, and again, the issue with that is, is that you'll get a dog that feels as if he has to compete for everything he wants around in the presence of other dogs, right? So you'll get a dog that's a bit more weary, uh, when other dogs come into the picture, right? Especially around resources. So again, innately, I don't think dog parks are good or bad. I honestly think it completely dependent on the dogs inside the dog park, right? So for example, if you're walking past a dog park with your pup and you see that there's two, three dogs there, they seem fairly calm. They don't look as if that's their only exercise of the day and they look fairly good and their owners are hanging out with them, nothing bad is going on, and it seems like good owners, then yeah, you could give, you can allow your uh, dog to interact and go inside the dog park, always being aware of your of the other dog's energy. But if you go to, say, you're walking past that same park and you see, you know, same the same three dogs, but except, or the same three, four dogs, and except you see that it seems as if uh, and you, you guys likely seen this all the time. Um, it, it may look, if it looks as if they just came out their home and their owners just immediately brought them to the dog park as their only exercise outlet, that is a major red flag and I would not do that, right? Because what's going to happen is, one, the, uh, those dogs are going to unleash all that pent-up energy they had throughout the whole day on your dog, right? Um, and overly pushy dogs are not a good thing, right? A dog that's overly pushy and does not respect boundaries usually leads to some sort of confrontation and uh, might even lead to a fight or dog fight. So just be aware of that. And also just be aware of the owners, right? Um, always um, communicate with the owners, right? One of the last things you want, especially if you do take your dog to the dog park, is having an owner that tell, a different owner that tells you, no, that's how they are. That's how they communicate. Um, don't ever take that uh, that answer, uh, ever, right? Because uh, the reality is, if you notice that your dog is uncomfortable with something, and for instance, say your dog is running away uh, fearfully, and you see his body language is a bit low, and the other dog does not give in, when the other owner tells you, no, that's how they are, you tell them, no, my dog is uncomfortable, he's trying to get away, and your dog is not letting him get away. Can you please get control of your dog? Same, uh, always be an advocate for your dog, right? Uh, same thing occurs, uh, for instance, if, um, say, a, a dog is humping your dog, right? Don't let anybody tell you, no, that's how they are. Nope, your dog is humping my dog, and if he doesn't get off, you, my dog's probably going to bite your dog. Can you get him off, please? Right? Always advocate for your dog. Always be aware of the situation. Honestly, um, in all reality, it all comes down to under, uh, being able to provide your dog with the physical mental um you know outlet that he needs on your own right yes uh, allowing your dog to interact with other dogs is great but it your dog realistically um may not really need that right um it's fun for he uh once in the here and there but make sure you don't make a habit out of just taking your dog out to, to the dog park every day if you do that what you'll quickly realize is that you your dog will quickly develop an obsession with other dogs we don't want any obsessions with anything. 
um, because an obsession leads to a dog that while you're walking starts pulling may bark because he sees another dog because he may want to play um, and things of that nature but that is the big secret for today guys be aware if you are taking your dogs to a dog park look at the energy inside the dog park how are the dogs behaving how are the owners behaving right um, and if you just want to be safe um, you know better safe than sorry I, what I would suggest is ensuring that you play with your dog, create a relationship with your dog, right? If your dog wants to play, use that as an opportunity to teach your dog how to listen to you, how to focus on you, so that when you ask your dog to do something, he goes, I can't wait to listen to you, right? Always remember uh, to create value within yourself and become relevant because if you're allowing your dog to get all his outlet and fun with other dogs, You'll quickly realize that when it comes to listening to you around other dogs, your dog is probably not going to listen because he's going to go, all the fun happens with them, not you. So why would I want to listen to you? That is the big secret for today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, feel free to leave us a quick review on whatever platform you're listening on. And I'll see you in our next one.